airing the Addisons. Let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh oh. Uh oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you for joining us. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sherry B is over in Studio CC. We will plan to take a few phone calls in the final segment of the show, so make sure that you keep listening for that. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Uh, I wanted to take a look at some uh, Barna information right off the bat. In the second segment, we are going to talk with Jody Brown, who is the editor of One News Now. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about uh, the importance of, especially in the season that we're in and the times that we're in, uh, the importance of alternative news. And I don't even know if that is good to call it alternative news. Um, but maybe let me say it this way, having different news sources. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Um, because with the stories that you send me, the stories that I come across on a regular basis, mm-hmm. it's it's so clear to me and it's so obvious that um, there are just not very many people we can trust at all. Right. Right. Um, that story you sent me just moments Man. before we came to air Crazy. <laughs> with Newt Gingrich. Um, <laughs> and, I, you know, I didn't I didn't didn't flag it to talk about it necessarily, but I think we can fair we can, you know, fairly well summarize what happened in uh, Newt Gingrich's uh, exchange with Harris Faulkner mm-hmm. and a couple other ladies on Fox News where he brought in the fact that George Soros is funding a lot of the candidates that yeah. are elected to office in these liberal cities That's right. and also funding the violence that right. we see breaking out in these liberal cities all across America. And he named them and like, I mean, he was just telling the, the truth. <laughs> he's giving facts yeah. okay and these ladies were like dumbfounded i don't think we need to bring george soros into this wait what i'm sorry what and this is a fox news interview yeah you know and a lot of people would look at fox news and go see there we go you know <laughs> uh news we can trust um, <laughs> right well one of the ladies said uh no no he he's not like she knew no, he's not funding this he, yeah like what, as a like, matter of like fact she, she said that. yeah but man okay whatever yeah we we may need to I we didn't plan to get to that but we may need to carve that out I I don't know if there's any more to be, be said about that after this but that was just really surprising for wild. me uh, just before going to air to see that clip I'll tell you what it reminds me of it reminds me of back before the 2016 election when Newt Gingrich was mm-hmm. talking and now Newt has done this at different times <laughs> in subtle ways and and sometimes overt ways mm-hmm. where he has spilled the beans. On the way (laughs) politics actually works. Right. right? And one of those times was when talking about the president and he was talking about why he's having such a hard time, why the Republicans are against, well, then candidate Trump, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and all of this. And Newt Gingrich said, well, because he's not a part of any of the secret societies, he's not in the club. Right. And I don't know if people really I guess people did catch it, but it was well, like we did. We, he just we brought it out, you know, but that was that was big what he was saying. Like huge, <laughs> huge, because let me tell you, there are a lot of people who have talked 
at length about the secret clubs and the societies and mm-hmm. those who put forth, so to speak, their candidate. And this is the one we all agree that we're going to rally behind. Right. Um, you, you know, this is what we're th- this is what our folks is going to be in media. This is what our folks is going to be in, in the arts and all of these things. Right. I mean, you know, we, we've talked about this, but Newt Gingrich is the first person in politics. All right. That I have ever heard say it. Right. Outside of Internet chatter. Right. Right. And, and, and secret online groups that people are a part of where they say, listen, and I hate to even I hate to even say it, but, you know. Yeah. Anyways, there. <laughs> he was the first person I heard say that. He was like, Very Whoa, first. did you hear that? From that kind of platform with that kind of authority right. and to say it with that kind of ease. And then when you sent me that clip of him talking about, you know, George Soros funding the chaos that is breaking out in our country. No one is surprised about that. Right. The average person who is paying attention, let me say it that way, knows that. Like yeah. we understand that. And you can know it's it's you can know what he's funding too. There's some things that you can look up and it shows yes. people, you know, who are yes. being funded by you know, and so I, yeah, what is it? Open society, I think is. is I believe is, so. Is and so I was, I was surprised the at the. I mean, it was like a stalemate. It was like everybody just was quiet. They had dead air. <laughs> I checked. I, <laughs> you know? I checked the volume on my computer. I thought, wait, did I turn it off? Is the video over? Because there was just a still of Harris Faulkner, but it was still live. She just wasn't moving. Somebody was and, talking in her ear, but she. Yes. Nobody was saying and, anything. And, and you could tell she was getting her news feed in her ear because she's processing. And then Harris Faulkner is like, okay, all right, well, we'll we'll just leave it right there. <laughs> wow, yeah, really? Every crazy. you're afraid you're afraid to point out George Soros. And you're Newt, afraid to it. Newt was like, we that's, can't say that. It's for, he said, oh, that's foreboding. That's foreboding. Man, I, look. <laughs> anyway, man, um, that was. Pretty I guess wild. my point that I'm making here. <laughs> we have to. One put, news now. I'll tell you what. Yeah. <laughs> you want a news <laughs> source? Too. You want a news source? Okay. <laughs> Uh, you got to diversify. OK, that's what you got to do. You got to diversify uh, so that you can get, um, you know, <laughs> the news. Right? right. Just to get the news. You got to diversify. So anyway, we're going to talk to Jody Brown. He's coming up in the next segment. Um, talk about what makes One News Now different and distinct and why it is important that uh, you take advantage of being able to sign up for those daily news briefs mm-hmm. uh, to kind of start your day and, and know what's going on in news, uh, conservative news from a biblical perspective. Uh, that's important. That's important. Yes. We are distinct as Christians. And so uh, the things that we care about at times will overlap with what conservatives care about. But there are times that conservatives may not care about what Christians that's care about. so true. Right? There are times <laughs> that conservatives, y'all. there's a difference, guys. And I hope that people Man, understand what I'm saying. I know please. that there's some people who think they're saved because they're conservative. You know, like that. No, nope, that's not how it works. That's Bibles. not how it works. There are <laughs> things I will tell you right now. There are things that some conservatives care about, right, or don't care about that are hugely significant to Christians, mm. hugely significant. And and that is why you need to be able to have the news that pays attention to those issues, even right. if conservatives say, don't worry about that. That's right. Oh, that'll all work itself out. Right. No, we have to watch that. Yep. We have to be discerning. So true. So we'll talk about that um, in just a little bit. I wanted to get to this Barna study here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about this yesterday. Uh, con- well, not on the air, but Will the Great, you and I did, uh, and talking about the support 
for BLM and the motivation yeah. behind racial injustice or getting involved in it is dropping among Christians who the way we identify people in this country are identified as white. Um, I think that is really interesting. And I think that's really telling of the toll that these outbreaks, if you want to call it that, uh, that they've taken on the American people, Mm -hmm. but on Christians as well. Mm -hmm. I think to go to church and not be sure that when you show up, you're going to be, you know, pointed out as a person who is not woke enough. You know what I'm saying? Like you, I think to to not know if you're going to hear a sermon that's going to beat you up, right? Um, just because of the color of your skin, I right. think people are over that now. And you I know, think they're over that. It's also, you know, it's interesting because it's a, it's a concern for me that we in the body of Christ that our hearts don't get hard, you know, yeah. based on what's happening outside of the church that we can't yeah. have true fellowship and love and you know even be able to hear one another because yeah. of what we are seeing in the media and stuff like that it just seems like we have to guard our hearts because that stuff can be like see i give up i quit you know i don't, I don't care anymore i don't care yeah. you know but man in the body now, of that's Christ, a great point you know let me let me ask you something mm-hmm. because to your point i think you're making an excellent point one that i had not considered in reading this uh this information from barna mm-hmm. how do we ensure that we don't grow callous for the things that matter to God. Yeah. Because the Bible says that the Lord cares about justice. I'm wondering if there's a distinction to be made between what is covered by Barna, like people saying that they're, they've lost their interest in the whole justice and, mm-hmm. and caring about that mm-hmm. because they're talking about the facade of it yeah. versus them talking about, oh, I just, I've had enough altogether. Right. How do we make sure that we maintain what would be pleasing to the Lord? Yeah, and I think as pastors, we have to dr- really drill down what the mm-hmm. Bible is saying about Amen. the family of God and how we interact with one another. I think it has to be emphasized even more in the days that we are in right now, because I I think, it, you know, you can get to a point where you're given towards your heart becoming hard because of these issues. But yeah. man, you know, just like, you know, uh, Colossians three, you know, different mm-hmm. passages where it shows how the people of God are, are you know, we're, uh, our hearts are towards one another, forgiveness yeah. and, and loving That's each right. other and hospitality. And I think we have to drill down on those things so that we're not tainted by what we're seeing in the media and what's happening in the world. You know, there's a distinction between what happens in the church and what happens mm-hmm. in the world. You know, Paul Amen. says in here, there are no Jew, no yeah, Greek that's here. Right. Like they might have all that stuff out there, but yeah. here it's, it's different, you know. And yeah. so I think there has to be a drilling down of the family of God and how we operate together, the love that we have for one another and being able to bear with each other, you know. Man, I think that is such a great point, Will, because... It works in both ways, yeah. if you will, as as much as there can be a hardening of the heart. Say if you are, as Barna identifies, self-identified Christians who are white. OK. Mm-hmm. Um, and you say, I'm done with the justice thing. I'm done with caring about, you know, what what is what is right and what is wrong as far as that is concerned. And, and I would um, say I, I can actually understand <clears throat> how people would have that type of attitude, how that could come in. You know, mm-hmm. because it does seem like, man, what can I do? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, what, you know, I'm trying, we, we're trying to do everything, but it seemed like that's nothing that's going to please, you know, so-and-so or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. but we got to really guard our hearts, you know, in that, that our hearts are not being hardened. Do you see that as a similar weakness to Christians 
who are identified in this country as black. Do you see that as a similar weakness mm-hmm. when Christians who are black would kind of turn toward the woke side mm-hmm. because of constantly seeing exactly the, the type same. of information that is out there? I think exactly they're like equal the opposite. It's exactly the same. No, you know, no matter what your skin color is, you know, we mm-hmm. have to guard our hearts within the kingdom of God. You know, as all this stuff is playing out, you know, in culture and we see, mm-hmm. you know, things happening in the media. We're talk, going to talk about the media and how they're pushing certain things. You know, we have to be yeah. very, very uh, 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 careful of what we're letting in and how we're processing it and that we're st- sticking close to the word of God. And that, that's Amen. our filter. You know? Yeah, yeah, man. I, I think that it really comes down to genuine relationship, not just the facade of relationship. Mm-hmm. And I mean, in both directions, I yeah. mean, a genuine vertical relationship with the Lord, right? Amen. When you really, truly have been ransomed by Christ, you've come into the family. And so now as a result of that, you are growing in godliness. Mm-hmm. And then that genuine horizontal relationship where as a result of what Christ has done for us, we have a genuine relationship with people that we may have never come in contact with. Right. And I think sometimes that is lacking in the church. Like we may say we're motivated toward activism or we're motivated toward outreach, mm-hmm. but we may not be motivated toward that genuine depth of relationship where yeah. Yeah. it can stand up under the weight. I, I was talking with someone recently who said that um, she has a, a, a an acquaintance who's, friend dear friend happens to be black and Mm -hmm. the 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 acquaintance is white Mm -hmm. for the sake of this discussion and but their relationship has experienced a strain because of the current cultural hiccup Mm, and that's sad and 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 this like a this was a genuine relationship or so so i guess one thought Mm -hmm. but now all of a sudden it cannot stand up under the weight of what's happening in the culture i don't want to overly simplify that experience with my response right but i don't think i just am not convinced that genuine relationships are that fickle right you know what i mean where you can say you don't see this the way that i see it that's it i don't know you i'm I'm afraid of you Mm. i'm triggered by you i can't i cannot worship side by side with you and so Mm. i think what is is needed here is close inspection you know, to make sure that we have genuine relationships with one another, that we're right. doing the things that are mentioned in Colossians, that we're bearing with one another, that we're loving Amen. one another. Um, anyway, when we get back, we're going to talk One News Now and American Family News. This is Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. Stay right there. back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Zach Williams with No Longer Slaves. Such, such a great song. Such a great song. Amen. Um, yeah, that's one of our family favorites. Sherry B <laughs> is over in Studio CC. We will open up the phone lines on the other side of our visit with Jody Brown, who is editor-in-chief of right. One News Now. Get that chief One right. News Now. You got to get the chief in there. <laughs> <laughs> got to get the, because it's different uh, than just being an editor. 
Jody, tell us how. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that, I'm just that kidding. Just means, I'm just... That just means I'm held responsible for everything. <laughs> <laughs> the buck stops with you is what that means. It's like if there's a typo or grammatical errors, then people are looking at you if a story comes through that. It... That's right. It's like, it's like on your show, if you, gotta, if you do a, a, a verbal typo, guess who's in trouble, right? <laughs> That's right. Guess who gets mocked? I'm the one. That is exactly it's right. It's usually me, but you know. Um, no, we appreciate that. <laughs> The well, the great. Come on, come on, buddy. <laughs> um, no, we appreciate you carving out some time to talk with us about um, this week's emphasis and focus on One News Now and American Family News and the incredible work that you guys are doing um, to make sure that in the midst of all the different types of news stories that are run in this country on a daily basis, they all have their bent and they all have their focus. It is so important for us to be able to get news, conservative news Mm -hmm. from a biblical perspective. And I wanted to start off talking, Jody, just about the distinction there and why that's so important to Christians. It's important. I think Mickey, because uh, people's opinions and their knowledge of current events is based largely on their source of information. Uh, mm. The mainstream media outlets today are very much driven by a worldview based on uh, secular humanism. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. In other words, it's written from a very anti-biblical, anti-Christian perspective. And that's yeah. where One News Now and American Family News come in because we try to report things from a biblical perspective. That's, our, that's the standard against which we measure what we're reporting. So uh, that, that's the biggest, the basic difference, actually. That's huge. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I was mentioning in the first segment, I don't know that many conservatives um, who, I don't, let me say it this way, I don't know that many Christians who are conservative in their activism, their political activism, think about the difference between being a Christian and being a conservative and understand that even the news stories that are important to conservatives may be different in importance to Christians, that there's mm-hmm. there's a focus that we have on information that if you're just getting a conservative news outlet to report on information, maybe you're missing something that is of great importance to Christians. How do you guys tackle that in the stories that you run? We tackle that by, um, well, let's it, it's, it's put it this way. When we are ta- reporting from a biblical perspective, mm-hmm. uh, we, we are talking with folks uh, more often than not who themselves are Christians. And you're not going to find that even on the yes. conservative news sites and, and there are a lot of good conservative news sites, and uh, yeah. I, I would even uh, categorize us as being a conservative news site, even evangelical and conservative. And, and the, there are many of us around them, from what I can tell. Mm. And our our reporters, uh, they, they are they're born again Christians. You're not going to find that on conservative news websites. Uh, doesn't mean that they're not there. Mm-hmm. Just mean that's not their emphasis. So that that I think is one way we tackle that. Mm-hmm. And so how do you generate your news stories, Jody? Like, you know, um, how do you determine who you're going to interview? I would imagine it's based on um, their worldview and, and I guess the angle of the story. But how do you guys determine which stories are going to make it up on OneNewsNow.com and who you're going to interview? Well, I'm, I'm, first of all, I'm glad you mentioned the, the issue of worldview because we were talking about that is uh, – that is a pattern. It's patterned after what we use our for information, and so uh, we are talking to folks. I, I mentioned that are typically are Christians themselves. We're talking to uh, pro-life groups across the country, and and the majority of those are Christian-based organizations. Uh, we are talking with ministry leaders around the country, all the way from Minnesota to California to uh, Washington State down to Florida. We we are talking with uh, e- even as far up in the Northeast as Maine. There are, there are conservative Christian groups, pro-family groups that we are talking to. And so 
we will talk to them to get reaction to what's happening in the news. In fact, my boss, uh, Fred Jackson, who a lot of our listeners will recognize that name, uh, mm-hmm. he calls it enterprise journalism, where we are taking what's happening in the culture, whether it be or in politics or in society, and talking to born-again Christian ministry leaders, pro-life leaders, and saying, how do you feel about what's happening here? What's your reaction to this? How is this going to affect your ministry? How is this going to affect the, the pro-life movement? And so mm-hmm. the, we are talking to those people about that. And the way we generate our news, and if, if people are listening right now, and typically, if obviously they are, then they are familiar with American Family News at the top of every hour. Mm-hmm. And they're hearing names like Charlie Butts, Steve mm-hmm. Jordahl, Chris yeah. Wallace. Oh, Chris Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Chris Woodard is like, and I'll Chris, take it. <laughs> all right. That's right. Well, he's been called Bob Woodard before, too. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's, that's right. But we, we're taking the, the news, that, that the interviews they have done for the news broadcast, we're putting them in a written form. And I and my associate editor, Billy Davis, I got that name right, are, <laughs> are, are trying to get as many of those stories each day that those guys do up on the website. And I like to tell folks it's, it's a good stewardship of the ministry here because we're getting double duty out of the stories that are in the news website. Yes. So we and that's good stewardship is something it's the history of, of AFA and AFR for as long as I can remember. And so I think we're a good a good example of stewardship of the resources that we have. We're taking our own reporters, their exclusive stories that are appearing in the news broadcast and are putting them in a written form and and Mickey that that gives us added exposure that goes beyond even our radio network because yes. obviously anybody in the world can go to our website. Mm-hmm. And so we're getting ex- exposure there and we have an archive of our stories. Mm-hmm. Mm. The, the, you know, I, oh, go ahead. I was going to ask the news at the top of the hour. Are there other networks that run uh, our news? Um, and is that available if there's a network out there say, man, I, I would love to have something that's like a, that. That's a great question, uh, question, Will, because we have about 100, of, we call them affiliates, radio affiliates, mm-hmm. who are only, they're not on, they're not part of the AFR network, mm-hmm. but they are picking up our news broadcast, and they're running it as well. So we have about 100 awesome. stations out there around the country. And that, that list has been growing a lot recently. Wow. And we hope it continues to 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 grow. And if anybody is interested in that, they can contact AFR and get hold of Jim Stanley, mm. our general manager, okay. and uh, follow up on that. So that's a great question. All right. Speaking of stats um, and the amount of affiliates that you have and people who are carrying the news, and uh, what about the website? Um, what kind of traffic do we have uh, going to the website? How often is it updated? What is uh, What have you found to be sort of the draw that keeps people coming back to onenewsnow.com? Basically, I think it's the same for any news website. As long as you're updating the news, people are going to keep coming back. Mm-hmm. If, if it's something that is that is static, they're going to read it once and not come back. They'll come back a few days later, and it hasn't changed. That doesn't happen on onenewsnow.com. We are updating stories throughout each weekday. Uh, and um, we not only are we carrying the news, and we're carrying some some columnists as well. And people will recognize some of these uh, columnists. We, we carry uh, columns by Dr. Michael Brown. Mm-hmm. A lot of people mm-hmm. recognize that name. We, we uh, call him by Star Parker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We even occasionally carry one by by Mickey <laughs> uh, when, when she has time to write. Which, uh, Come on, I knew it. I was waiting for it, Jody. That's right, Jody. We, <laughs> the, uh, we carry Brian's columns occasionally, mm-hmm. and yes. so we have commentary. Uh, so we're updating it throughout the day. And what was the other part of your question? I'm kind of rambling here. The other part of your question. No, no, it's great. That's exactly what I was wondering. I, here's the other thing that I that I want to ask you about. I know that you have various categories. Um, when people go over to onenewsnow.com, they will find that the news is sort of a range that there are. It's it's there 
categories, topics mm-hmm. that people right. might be interested in. What have you found uh, seems to grab the most attention over at onenewsnow.com? This season, obviously, politics. Yeah. Uh, okay. f- far and above. We did a survey, an online survey, several years ago asking that exact question, uh, asking f- our readers, uh, subscribers to our news brief, which I hope we'll talk about here in a second, but asking mm-hmm. them, what is your, uh, what are your top three categories, your favorite three categories? And uh, politics, strangely enough, at that time was not the top. Uh, actually, culture, mm. uh, church was the top, top one, and politics. Those, those three are the main draw. We've added some, a couple of other ones in the last few years. We've, at, we've set, separated pro-life from culture. We used mm. to put those two together, mm. but okay. the pro-life movement is, is so, it's so strong and having such influence right now, we gave it a category of its own. We mm. added science and technology, so we're talking mm-hmm. about medical issues occasionally. We'll talk to the uh, Christian um, uh, CMDA, Christian Medical and Dental Association, mm-hmm. uh, about what's going on with uh, with COVID. We'll talk to mm-hmm. them about that. And yeah. wearing a mask, you know, which is kind of controversial. Yeah. And yeah. so, in fact, we have stories today about that, about that exact thing, about the about the mask mandate and that sort of thing. Hmm. Do you think the uh, the favorites change as we get closer, maybe to like a political season? You know, like would that if I went, I guess after the election. Is a possibility that politics wouldn't be number one? Probably not. Not anymore. It used to, uh, <laughs> we like to say that there used to be a quiet season in the summer mm. for, for news that would kind of be kind of a slowdown. Yeah, doesn't happen anymore. Mm. Uh, wow. As as you well know, uh, after the 2016 election, uh, yeah. the other side was talking about 2020 already. Yeah, and yeah. so never that per, that particular uh, category. Uh, and seems to never slow down, mm. and and they we also do a lot of stories on on the homosexual agenda, LGBTQ, because mm-hmm. that is infiltrating almost every category that we have mm. up there: culture, yes, uh, business, um, science and technology, entertainment. Mm. Uh, all what the, that infiltrates almost every aspect of our life yeah. right now, mm-hmm. sadly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. We, we like to say that we uh, are we are in the news department, we're having the opportunity to document the last days. Mm-hmm. Wow. And mm. Because Very you know, the, it is. Uh, the Lord's coming back someday. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't know when it is, mm-hmm. but we know, we know it's sooner than it was yesterday. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> and uh, so we, it's, we count it an honor and a passion to be able to do this. Wow. 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 I love the way you put that, Jody. I, 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 re- I love the way you put that. It's, it's sobering when you think about your work from that perspective. That is looking at what you do in light of eternity. Before we run out of time, um, let's talk about the Daily News Brief. Um, what is it? Uh, why should it be of interest to our listeners? And then how can our listeners sign up for it? Well, it should be... Uh, should- it should be of interest also because, first of all, because it's free. Not going to cost you a single penny. <laughs> uh, but it's it's a uh, email we send out every weekday afternoon, and it's kind of a summary of the news we have reported that day. Mm-hmm. In fact, we find, you'll find this interesting, that the majority of our traffic, which we average about a million page views a month, uh, wow. the majority of our readers come through that that news summary, that email, and they're going directly to a story. Mm-hmm. And, and Of course, people are coming through the front page, but... Uh, the majority of our, our IT folks tell me that that's the majority of our readers are coming through the, the mail. Uh, and the way they sign up for it's real easy. If they go to onenewsnow.com right now, at the very top, there's a big wide banner, red, white, and blue. says sign up here for our, the One News Now daily news brief. You click on that, and if everything is working as it should, you just enter a little bit of information. takes you about 30 seconds, and then you're on the list. Awesome. Jody, I didn't um, 
you know, think to mention that I would ask you this. I hope you don't mind my asking, but how long have you worked here at American Family Association? 20 plus years I've been here. This is the this is the place that's put up with me the longest any place I've ever worked. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, my, my family and I, my wife and I, and our kids, uh, our two younger kids came here a little more than 20 years ago, came from the California area. And um, it's, it, I have, I told this uh, to a luncheon the other day with fellow employees that I have never been a place where I enjoyed going to work as much as I do mm-hmm. here every single day. Mm-hmm. And part of it's because I'm a news junkie. Uh, <laughs> I, I love it. And uh, uh, people at church will stop and I'll um, stop me and I'll try to give them kind of a, uh, an abridged version of what's been happening in a certain area. But I'll also try to point them to get some of your news input more than just from watching CNN or MSNBC or even the, the broadcast networks. Try, try to go to, to One News Now and we'll try to give you some the news from a, a biblical Christian perspective. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Jody, thank awesome. you for sharing that. That's encouraging. I, I know that our listeners will appreciate hearing that. The Daily News Brief, our listeners can sign up for it when they go to onenewsnow.com, onenewsnow.com. And um, you said that the incentive is that it's free. I'm going to say <laughs> <laughs> it's because of everything else we talked about That's right. before. That's right. I, was, I was being somewhat tongue-in-cheek there. <laughs> I know you were. I know you were. Jody Brown, editor-in-chief of onenewsnow.com. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Thank you, Jody. Thank you. All right, we'll turn our attention now back to the story that we kind of got into as we started off the show and, and just, I guess, just exploring where people's hearts are as mm-hmm. much as we can, right? Yeah. And we talk about the current cultural climate that we're in, but this is some new information from Barna. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll just read the information as it's here. I trust our listeners to know the way that we communicate. Yeah. And, um, you know, that has not yet swept the nation. <laughs> so a lot of the terms that are here, you know, um, will be terms that are old hat that we're familiar with. Uh, it is not a new adoption of these terms, okay? But mm. we'll just read it as as the information is here. I find it highly interesting. Um, the story starts this way. White, self-identified Christians in the United States have become less motivated to address racial injustice and are less likely to believe that the country has a race problem compared to last year, according to a new report by the Barna Group. In findings made public on Tuesday, Barna reported that 33% of white self-identified Christians believe that the United States definitely has a race problem. That's down from 40% last year. Hmm. I'll get through just a few more stats here, and then I'll I'll get you to kind of maybe unpack this with me on the Mm -hmm. other side, and then we'll open the phone lines. By contrast, 81% of black self-identified Christians agreed that the nation definitely has a race problem which is up from 75% in 2019. (laughs) I'm telling you, it it really seems like it's equal opposite here that the the poll may be. Okay, so here we go. Hispanic self-identified Christians stayed about the same with 54% responding definitely in 2019 and 55% responding the same uh, in 2020. Barna also found that from 2019 to 2020, the number of white self-identified Christians who felt very motivated to address racial injustice dropped from 14% to 10%. Wow. In other words, even those who were very motivated to engage the culture on this topic, to address it, to have a point of view or to express a point of view has gone down Mm. from 2019 to 2020. We'll grab the break. We'll get a little more information, have a short conversation around it, and then we'll open the phone lines. I think there's a lot that you can squeeze out of this data. Yeah. And of course, we'll aim to do that. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio will take a quick break and be right back. Don't go anywhere.
on American Family Radio. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Cam, what I see, the truth. Yes, and that's what we need. Amen. <laughs> that is what truly sets us free. Um, Sherry B is over in Studio CC, and we'll open the phone lines up in just a little bit. We'll give you a little more information by way of some recent stats to come out from the Barna Group. Uh, talk about it just a little bit, and then open the phone lines up and get your take. I, I kind of... Um, <clears throat> I kind of want to have a specific question for okay. this topic here, okay. but I don't want to limit our callers. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm I'm kind of like a little bit like, oh, no, I definitely just want to hear about this. Uh, and then other times like, you know, just kind of in the ballpark. But I'm really curious as looking at this story. Well, the great you might be curious as well. I'm, I'm really curious to know if there are people who kind of find themselves right now hearing about themselves in this study mm, going hey, you know, I'm in that category. Yeah. Uh, one time I cared, and now I feel like <laughs> right. I've reached my max. You right. know, Or someone saying, yeah, you know, one time I was not looking for racism or injustice under every rock, but now I've got a magnifying glass out. I'm like, I'm, hmm. you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm on the case looking for it. I wonder if there are people who are listening to us right now who fall in that category because according to this Barna um information or research that has come out the numbers seem to have shifted from 2019 to 2020 Mm. and if i could simplify and you tell me if you think that i'm oversimplifying this but if i could simplify it it seems that black self-identified christians have come to believe that there is greater injustice in this country Mm -hmm. and white self-identified christians have come to believe nah not so much and yeah, and not only that, seen. I don't yeah. really want to talk about it anymore. Right, I'm, I'm kind of over like, it. I'm over it. Like you know, yeah. it's almost like being bombarded by it. So I just you know, it's almost like a throwing of throwing up of the hands. Like okay, yeah. you know. And then on yeah. the other side, you have like, man, I didn't notice that before. Like wow, look, you know. So I I think it's you know, man, it, it'll be good to hear from uh, folks that feel either way, you know, uh, and for us to discuss that, you know. Yeah. I think only the the Christian who is anchored by the word of God, and you alluded to this in the first segment, we can go yeah. back to that. But I think only the Christian who is rooted in the word of God can can have the proper defense against falling into either of these yeah. categories. Yeah. You know, yeah. you you reference Colossians, Colossians chapter three. Yes. I think if you start at verse twelve, the Bible teaches us to put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved. Uh, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. Mm -hmm. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you. So you also must forgive. And above all these put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in Mm. one body and be thankful I'll just finish it off. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your heart to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. 
Man, that's a tall order. Very tall. But if we, if we, by God's grace, set our heart mm-hmm. toward executing that Amen. list. I mean, you know what I mean? If you just, if you had it as sort of like a spiritual checklist that where you're like. That should be on the doors of all the churches. <laughs> come <laughs> on, before is, everybody comes in. Yeah, because the thing is, none of this stuff should cause us to break fellowship with our yes. brothers and sisters. Yeah. You know, and these issues have, have caused a break in fellowship for some. Yeah. I That's can't tragic. worship with this person or I can't, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm checking over my shoulders. I don't know, you know, and it, it, it's amazing because we have the remedy here. You just read like yeah. that's the charge for the church that we are to be unified, you know, with, Amen. It, through love, what Christ has done for us. And so, Amen. man, you know, we shouldn't break fellowship over these these issues. It reminds me of, uh, and I'll give the phone number so that we can start to get some calls queued up. If you want to chime in on this conversation, you are welcome to do that. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. Sherry B is over in Studio CC and she'll get your calls queued up. It reminds me very much, Will the Great, of sort of this um, failure in communication between a husband and a wife. Mm-hmm. If the wife is constantly saying to the husband, you don't understand, you don't understand, you right. don't understand. The husband, even with, and think about the kind of unity that is present when we talk about husband and wife. We're talking about one flesh union, right? right. But if the wife is constantly saying to the husband, you don't understand, you don't see it. I think initially the husband is like, wait a minute. I want to understand. I want to see. I'm all in for this. And so the husband is checking for everything. And he's like, wait, okay, wait, did I notice that? Am I seeing that? But then there is this point Mm -hmm. where if the wife persists, right, you don't understand. You don't see. You don't understand. You don't get it. You don't get it. The husband, I think, starts to give up. And it's like, you know, I I tried to see. um, I, I tried to to empathize. I tried to yeah. understand, yeah. but it seems that nothing I do makes a difference or changes the way you perceive me. Yeah. And you're right. So he I mean, gives up. It's a give, may give up or even begin to believe that, man, I just can't see it. I can't please. I can't, I mean, I, you yeah. know, I'm being told continuously, continuously that I don't see it. So that you, you know, that person may resign to like, well, what can I do? You know? Yeah. And I think that yeah. that's kind of what happens. It's, it's like, man, what, what, and that's what the I death do? of relationship. Yeah. That's, <clears throat> excuse yeah. me. That's where the relationship starts to suffer. Right. 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 There right. Right. is where you start to see a decline in communication. There is a shutdown because then what happens is that the wife starts to say, you see, and, and the husband's retreat almost becomes the confirmation that the wife needed to say, see, I was right. Mm-hmm. But really her failure to meet the husband, you understand what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. to notice his efforts has caused this breakdown. It's not that the husband is all of a sudden confirming what she thought was true all along. Mm-hmm. I think the same thing is happening when we talk about cultural and ethnic differences in this country. Yeah. If a person is constantly accused of being this or that or not seeing this or always seeing that because mm-hmm. it works in both directions. Both, you, there yeah. are the accusations that, you never see when this happens. Right. And then there's the accusation that, well, you always see this when that happens. Man, and right? it's, it's something because you can you can just see the father of lies and confusion yeah. all confusion. in this. You know, that's right. It's like, oh, man, man, you know, you, you, if you just take a, a, a look and you can see the enemy's fingerprint all over this stuff. You know, yeah, man, to keep us divided yeah. and to make us ineffective. Let's go to the phone lines. I want to I make one more point and then we'll go to the phone lines. Okay. I think what's so important here is for us to be able as Christians, 
we have got to be able to see, we've got to be able to honestly say, you know what? I actually see in this Mm -hmm. what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. I don't see it here. Mm -hmm. I disagree Mm -hmm. here. Right. That doesn't mean I don't love you. It has to be okay. That has to be okay. And it's got to work on both sides of the conversation. I see it here. I don't see it here. Or I I don't see it here. I see it here. You know what I mean? Where in relationship, we can have those conversations and not have someone feel the need to convince you to the point that if you don't agree, then not only are you not my brother, but you're probably not a believer. I mean, that's a problem. All right. Will the Great, where do we go first? All right. Let's go to uh, Helen in Mississippi. Hi, Helen. Hey, Will. Hi. Hi. I love your show. And hello. I listen to y'all every day. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Can y'all hear me? Yes. Go ahead. Thank you for, thank y'all. Um, Y'all were talking about a while ago about um, the percentage of black people is up and the percentage of white people are down. Mm -hmm. And I understand. I understand completely. I'm at the point kind of where I just threw my hands up. I have a very Mm. dear black friend that I work with. I thought we were truly friends. Mm -hmm. And um, I went to take a trip to Maine and she says oh yeah that's so cool you can stop in New York and and I just looked at her and I said there's no way that I would stop in New York with all the BLM going on Mm. and her look at me just she says I can't believe you just said that (laughs) oh wow you know it just hurts and I feel like I have lost a friend Mm. because Mm. of that because our relationship is so estranged and it breaks my heart. So it puts me at the point, I just throw my hands up. I yeah. was raised military and my dad always taught me when you're fighting on a battlefield, it's not black, Asian. We all bleed red. You're, you've got each other's back. So yeah. I grew up all my life. I'm not racist. Mm-hmm. And of course, mm-hmm. when we moved to Mississippi, I mean, I saw it, you know, way back then, but I am not racist. You know what, Helen, let me just jump in here real quick. Thank you so much for your comments here and sharing that anecdote with us, that story with us. Here's the thing that I appreciate about that. Part of the way you make your case, even in sharing that, hey, look, I'm not racist, is the fact that you felt comfortable enough to say, oh, no, I wouldn't stop through there with all of the BLM stuff that's going on. It shows that your comments were not meant to be harmful or racially motivated. Right. That it was a it was a response to look at the unrest and look at the protests and all the things that are going on. Right. I would not want to get caught up in that. But now it it would take a moment of you being able to drill down with this friend. If that relationship is important. And here would be the first question. You said your friend said. I can't believe you just said that from a very genuine and humble place. This depends on, you know, the desire to save the friendship. The question would be for me, wait, what is it? What is it that I said that you perceive to be a problem? Right. So now let's have a conversation, right? Like don't each go to corners. Let's talk about it. My question would be, what is it that upsets you so much about what I said? Help me understand. Right. And so then, then you have the opportunity to say, Oh, no, it's not that. It's this. Right. It's the violence that's coming from this group. Have you seen it? You know, and right. then you can have a conversation. No, that's I good. I don't know. Will the Great, okay, let's where go, do we go next? Go to uh, Akita in Oklahoma. Hi, Akita. 
Hi. Hi, Will. Hi, Miki. How Hello. are you guys doing? Good. Great. I love you guys. I just want you to know that. Oh, thank you. Um, oh God bless you. I you guys like a month ago, and I have not changed my radio station since. Wow. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Um, but so I, I am African-American and I, you know, oh, I found throughout when, especially what, since all of this, this BLM stuff has like gone so blown up. I found that like, and I attend my churches predominantly white. Um, and a lot of my white brothers and sisters have reached out like, Hey, how can we help? What's, you know, what can we do? How can we pray for you? And that has been like so comforting to me just to know that they care um mm. that you know they're not you know holding themselves off they're not mm-hmm. stand, standing back away from me they're trying to surround me and comfort me mm-hmm. um and i've distanced myself because i don't agree with the blm so i distanced myself from that um but i found that it i i understand like it's put in my face so much mm. from all sides that I'm just like over it. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm so yeah. done. <laughs> yeah. I don't even yeah. want to hear it anymore. Yeah. yeah. No, That's really that. interesting. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, the great, I'm sorry. No. And I was thinking that, you know, there may be some uh, melanated folks that's like, I'm tired of this too. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Cause <laughs> like, I was thinking when Akita started talking and, and she said, you know, that there were some of her, white brothers and sisters who reached out to her and were like, hey, you know, just wanted to surround her. Mm-hmm. I, I almost was wondering, and so how did you feel about that? Like, <laughs> you know, I just, because I, I am not, personally, let me just speak for myself here. I am not comfortable <laughs> in a situation where I feel like a person just automatically assumes I feel a certain way about an issue. Mm-hmm. I would much rather ask me first <laughs> And then if I need your comfort, I'll tell you. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Like, I don't assume <laughs> yeah. that I am buying into a certain narrative where you've got to come surround me and say, listen, I understand your oppression. Because the, the, the possibility is strong that, um, you know, I'm not oppressed. And hope, right? hopefully that, that's not, that wasn't the heart in which, you know, these brothers and sisters were. Yes. And were it doesn't coming. sound like it was. It, don't, it yeah, sounds it like it was a good that. thing. But yeah. that, that can happen and has happened. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which is right. unfortunate. It doesn't sound like this was the case. So thank right. you. I'm, I'm glad you made that distinction. Akita, I love you. I'm just, I'm just saying. Okay. Uh, where do we go next? Well, the great. All right. Let's go to Melissa in Georgia. Hi, Melissa. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Um, I started listening to y'all last week, and I just love your show. I just love God it. God bless you. Um, uh, basically, what I have, um, what the reason I called is I don't know if anybody else sees the complete and total irony of our current situation, um, particularly, this is how I know it's the work of the enemy. Mm. It's because the Planned Parenthood was founded by Margaret Sanger, who was a racist, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who wanted to wipe black people off the face of the planet. And the Black Lives Matter movement, the organization, they're Marxists. And mm-hmm. Karl Marx was a racist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. And so it is, it's the work of the enemy. Mm-hmm. The, the plan is to divide us. That's and right. personally, um, my black friends and I, because they are, to me, the most woke people on the planet are black Christian conservatives. Um, <laughs> we, our, relationships, our relationships have gotten so much closer. It's mm. like, are you okay? I love you. And they're like, are you okay? I love you. And it's like, we really, truly see that now is the time. Oh, Melissa. Just 
I'm so sorry. I have to jump in because we're running out of time. I appreciate your comments. They're so spot on. Yeah. Until tomorrow, Lord willing. (laughs) God bless.